Hey, what's happening, good people? This is your boy, Mama Rashad, and welcome to the Beard Always Wins podcast. Yes, the Beard Always Wins. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. But more importantly, it's a podcast and a podcast that you should be listening to. You can find us on all of the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play, um, Podbean, CastBox. We're like all over the place. It's all because of you, the fan. I really do appreciate you. So today, listen, I think we have about 20-something days before football season starts. And I am pumped. I'm super excited. I cannot wait until football season. Only a few days left. And it's kind of making me somewhat regret cutting the cord. But I'm going to try to sling TV or maybe Hulu Live to see if I can get my fix. Because... Really and truly, like, ever since I'm not getting direct TV no more at a very discounted rate, um, I tried to go with Mediacom Cable, but I realized something. I'm paying like $150 a month, and nobody's watching this stuff. Nobody was watching it. So we decided to cut the cable, and um, right now I do have Hulu on the, on the free trial. We got Netflix, but, you know, can't get those games. So I think we're going to try either Sling or Hulu. We'll see. We'll see. Whichever one has the DVR, you know, that we can use and record some of these shows. But it, with that being said, listen, I'm super excited. A lot's been going on since the last time I came on here and talked to you guys. So, um, right now, listen, let's just get right on into it. Let's get right on into it. Shout out to Awesome Cuts. Go get your haircuts on 4333 Beamus Road. Also, shout out to MVP Photography. The best photography, the best photographer, both sides of the Mississippi. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, I'm back into it. Also, so something else happened uh, the first day of school. I'm I was super excited. I was with the, I was on vacation last week, and the kids were out of school, and I was just ready for them to go back, go back. I'm like y'all got to go. Eat me out of house at home. Just up and about, running around, and, and, and it's and it's it was all fun. You know, I really enjoy my kids. I love my kids, but yeah, I'm, I was I was happy to drop them off to school on Wednesday morning, and even today for that matter. But with that being said, listen, let's just go ahead. Let's get right into it. So what's, what happened? Oh, last week I told y'all I was on vacation. We, we, me and my wife and my, my father-in-law and mother-in-law, we went down to Tampa. We saw the Kevin Hart Irresponsible Tour, uh, that concert. And I, I won't even lie to you. It was good. The Plastic Cup Boys were on point. Liam, who, the guy who was right before Kevin Hart, that dude is hilarious. I mean, he's hilarious. He's funny. He is super funny. To me, I thought he was just a little bit funnier than Kevin Hart. Um, and, and, and not to say that Kevin Hart isn't funny or wasn't funny, because that would be a lie. But I just really thought that Liam, for me, I laughed harder. I had a headache because of Liam. And when Kevin Hart came on, he was funny. Um, he It was an insight on what's been going on with his personal life. Made you laugh, laugh at it. But like I said, I just might be Kevin Harted out. But n- nonetheless, though, it was just amazing being able to see Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart didn't look as small as I thought he was going to look. That's the one thing I'll say. That's the biggest surprise. He didn't look as small as I thought he would look. But overall, it's a great show. If it's come, coming to your town, go and see it. Go and support it. And I really enjoyed it. Now, also, I did watch. I finally watched The Last Jedi. <laughs> I finally watched it. I was super excited for it to come out, and I never did go see it. But then it came on Netflix, and I watched it, as well as Thor Ragnarok and a couple other other uh, things that I've, I've watched. And The Last Jedi, it was it was good. It was good for a lot of the backlash that it got. It was good. 
I still didn't go see Solo yet. And uh, oh, another news something that came out uh, about a week ago was the Bleach live action movie. Now, for those of you who don't know, who haven't listened to my podcast, you would know that I love Bleach. Bleach is one of my top three animes. It's One Piece, Naruto. Uh, actually, I'm going to say top five because I like Hunter Hunter. That's my favorite. One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, and then My Hero Academia. But there's a live action movie that's been released and it's been getting some good reviews and I really I really want to watch that. That's one movie that I really want to watch. Now, here's the thing. And here's why I don't think um those like live anime manga adaptions um have failed so far in the United States. It's mainly because like I don't think Americans get the Japanese culture um and they don't get the a lot of them don't read the source material. They see a movie, oh, it must be pretty good. I go watch it, and then they're disappointed because they have different expectations that probably are not going to be met. And the thing about um, manga or anime that's being translated into a live action, you have like all these episodes, you have all this source material, and you got to try to keep it to the basics. But I really do believe, like from a couple of scenes that I saw, the fight choreography is amazing. The CGI was was decent, and I just really think that if you were to allow, maybe get a, a really good a Josh Whedon or maybe the Russo brothers to direct one of these, but still keep the source material, have the Japanese come in and say, "Hey, we want to make a Naruto movie. We really want to make a Naruto movie." Have them actually set up the chore- fight choreography and then have it to where one of these directors can translate it so it will it will appeal more to a to a, an american audience and i think it'll be really really good if it's done right and don't whitewash it you can't whitewash it that's the one thing you can't do um and that's why like when you when, when you hear things like avatar that movie both movies but the one with the, the last airbender it sucked because they whitewashed it. It sucked because it didn't stick to the core material. It sucked because the overall script was horrible. Uh, same thing with Dragon Ball Evolution. Dragon Ball Evolution has to be one of the top five worst movies of all time. And it sucked because, well, it wasn't Dragon Ball. I don't know what that was. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not. I'm just being honest with you. But from Bleach, like Bleach has a very direct um, intro. You got Ichigo Shinigami, uh, Rukia. She's fighting the Hollow, who's pretty much the bad guys. She gets injured, transfer her powers, and then boom, the adventures begins. And then they try to breathe. Because what she did is a crime um, in Soul Society where the Shinigamis reside. Uh, they send some people after to get her. Ichigo tries to save her. Bam. That's your plot. And then you have some other. You could. It, it should translate good. And there's going to be some stuff you'll have to leave out. But. It should, overall, it should translate. But with that being said, guys, when it comes to entertainment, oh, yeah. So, here's one thing. Um, Drake. Drake, uh, since we talk about entertainment, let's just transition right into music. I didn't listen to Scorpion. I'm sorry, it's a two double LP. But the In My Feelings challenge, In My Feelings, that song is, especially the first two minutes of it. The first two minutes of that song is like, whoa, this is this is awesome. This is dope. My kids are out there doing the dance. Everybody's doing the dance, and it's great. That's like, I love the first two minutes of that song. 
I really, really do love it. That's that's like one of one of the songs that I listen to all the time. As with J Rock Win, so I'm still listening to J Rock Win. I gotta start playing that for the kids again right before I drop them off at school. So um, yeah, with that being said, let's just keep on moving, keep on moving. Now before I get to the football stuff, and I know you guys guys know that I'm a dog fan, and we're gonna get to it. I'm gonna tell you exactly how I think the dog seasons season is going to go. I gotta talk about LeBron James. LeBron James is by far the best thing that have come that has come to modern sports since Muhammad Ali. I'm going on point to say that I am down with the king and I will be wherever I'm a I'm a Heat fan. Wherever LeBron LeBron wherever he at, that's who I'm rooting for. I can't help it. I can't help it. He opened the I Promise school. It's a public school. And he opened the school, and it's like 250 to 300 at-risk kids. They give them bikes. Um, guaranteed, once, if they, as long as they stay in the school, they graduate. They have guaranteed admission into and it's pretty much a scholarship to Akron University. And, yeah, this is what he's doing is amazing, especially in the latter part of his career. And so when you want to talk about the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the greatest basketball of all time right now is LeBron James. And it's not so much about his on-court, on-the-court theatrics. It is what he's doing off of the court. Oh, my God. LeBron James. Everybody should stand up, give a round of applause, go buy a pair of LeBrons, get you a new Lakers jersey. I mean, everybody should be rooting for the Lakers for that reason alone. I'm sorry. If you're not, hey, I can't get, we can't have that conversation. Yeah, we can always have a conversation. But in the midst of it all, you know, he's being interviewed by Don Lemon, talking about the opening of this, of this new school. And um, all of a sudden, number 45, Trump, and I, you know, I don't really get political too much on this podcast, but I'm going to address this right here. Trump calls, says, calls Don Lemon, the stupidest man on TV, the dumbest man on TV, said he made LeBron look smart, and that's hard to do, and he likes Mike. Well, Mr. 45, 45, you're wrong. Don Lemon is not the stupidest man on TV. Oftentimes it's you or Alex Jones or anybody uh, or most of the Fox News uh, columnists or constituents, whatever you want to call them, correspondents. Um, most of the time it's you guys. I'm be honest with you. Don Lemon graduated from LSU. LeBron James, while he might not have the college credentials, he's very, very smart. And, um, yeah, you can like Mike all you want, but the only reason you, you like Mike is because Mike, Michael Jordan is not taking political stances. He's not, um, he's staying out of the controversy. He just wants to sell the shoes, invest in prisons, and uh, keep the Hornets semi-relevant. And that's it. That's that's it. At the, at the end of the day, that's the bottom line. That's the way the cookie crumbles on that situation. And um, if you hear anything in the background, that's the, those are my dogs. Yeah, I got we got two new dogs. I'm just I'm, I'm just rambling here because I'm excited to be here and talking doing this podcast. Got to get back on the regular schedule. Uh, but I, we got two dogs. We got two American Bulldog boxer mixes. They call them Baloxers. Uh But they're it's Kenyan Kizzy, um, and they're a handful. Got to get another crate because the litter mate syndrome. So if you, anybody's ever dealt with two puppies from the same litter, um, hit me up in my DM somewhere. 
and give me any advice. I'm reading up on it, but uh, I want to actually talk to somebody who has some experience with the littermate syndrome. And since I'm talking about those dogs, now let me talk about my dogs, the University of Georgia. And wait a minute, pause. No, I'm going right on into it. Here's what I think. University of Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs, I think they're going to make it back to the SEC Championship. And I think they have a great chance to win it. I think they can actually beat Alabama. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Lost Chubb. Lost Michelle. Lost Carter. Lost um, Bellamy. um, Lost uh, Aaron Davis, who's big. Lost John Atkins. Lost all these players. Um, Dominic Sanders, even though he got beat on that play. Not going to hold that against him. Um, They lost a lot of experience. But what it is is that I think overall, talent-wise, this team is more talented. Even with those losses, this team is, is more talented. They're a little bit young, but they're talented. They're, they're are very, they're more talented, excuse me. I think that the Bulldogs have a better offensive line. Might be the best offensive line they have. They're huge. Everybody's over 300 pounds. Everybody's 6'3 with the exception, 6'3 or better with the exception of Lamont Gallier and Kendall Baker. But that's just sitting in your guard and you can get by with them. And, yeah, I think that this offensive line is going to pave the way for DeAndre Swift, Brian Harry, and uh, Elijah Holyfield, Zamir White when he gets back right. He's above. He's, 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 he's ahead of schedule. And the most surprising part of it is that I think that James Cook is going to have it's going to be the most exciting player that Georgia has on their roster. James Cook. I went back and I watched James Cook, some of James Cook's um, performances at some of these combines. This guy, he plays running back. He's Dalvin Cook's, I want to say his name, Dalvin Cook, the Cook from Florida State. That's his little brother. But he's about 5'11", 185. Um, once he gets in the program, he'll probably add on about 15 pounds or Maybe 10 pounds, be around 190, 200 pounds. But the guy runs routes like a wide receiver, and he is just fast and electric. He's electric. And I'm talking about when, he, when, you, when you watch him line, he goes out, he lines up at wide receiver. Um, Patrick Sertain, Sertain Jr. Um, Toasted him. You're looking at um, even our very own Tyson Campbell. Won some matchups against him. Like, this dude is a legit dual threat running back. He's probably going to be more in that Ward Dunn mode, about the same size. Might be a little bit faster than Ward Dunn. But nevertheless, James Cook is going to be the man. Give him two years. This year, he's going to contribute. I want to see this guy get back there and return a kickoff or something. This guy's going to be good. Mark my words on that. And then I think you're going to see um, Elijah Holyfield. I think Najee Swift is going to do what he's going to do. Like, you replace that. They have a committee. Right now, I'm going to go on record and say Georgia still has the best backfield in America. Even with the loss of Stoney Michelle, Nick Chubb, over 8,000 yards between them, almost 100 touchdowns between them. They still have the best backfield 
in the nation. Then the receiving core. Now the receiving core, you still got Terry Godwin, you still got Miko Hartman, um, and you got Riley Willie. Really, three top flight receivers. But you also got Isaac Nada. You also got Charlie Warner, who was coming on. You got Jackson Harris. These are my, these are our tight ends. So Georgia has offenses. They have weapons. And I don't care who you put back there at quarterback, whether it's going to be Jake Fromm um, at times when Justin Fields comes in and Justin Fields is the, is the real deal. But I think J- Jake Fromm is going to be, he's going to, if everything goes to plan, he's going to, he should be in the Heisman race. I really do th- believe so. I don't think, I think they have DeAndre Swift in, in there, but I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to get the touches to actually as a running back to be in the Heisman. I don't think they're going to run him into the ground. Um, but I think Jake Fromm can do it. And then you got the, if, if the NCAA does the right thing and makes um, Demetrius Robinson another five-star receiver that transferred from Cal, if they make him eligible, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got to kill Crumpton. You got Tommy Bush, who's 6'5". I'm telling you right now, Jeremiah Holloman, I'm telling you guys right now, right now, Georgia's offense is going to be just fine. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, you got Big J-Rock, Julian Rockchester, Tyler Clark, who was a beast. Like Nobody could block him the last eight games of the year. You still got now Nate Patrick is there. Good. But you got the surprise. Tate Crowder, 6'3, 230. Um running back. He used to be a running back. Now he's a linebacker. Uh Tate Crowder made that unbelievable catch. Uh not catch, but he recovered the onside kick. Or attempted squib kick. And yeah, this dude's gonna be I think they're gonna be okay. I think they're gonna be okay. You still got John Ledbetter, you still got DeAndre Walker. Um Got Tyson Campbell, who's going to come in, probably work some of the star corner position. Tyreek McGee, who I felt should have started all year. Um, he's out there. And if we could just – and you still got Bake. You still got J.R. Reed. Look, George is going to be all right in the kicking game. Blankenship, hot rod. He, long as he – and kickers have a – have a, sometimes can regress. But I really think Georgia is a complete team. My prediction, 12-0. 12 and 0. And the only way they go 11 and 1 is if they lose to South Carolina. If they lose to South Carolina, like the only two games I, I could see them possibly losing was well, three. Three really tough tests. Uh, South Carolina early on into the season. Then a few weeks later, you got LSU. And then, of course, to close out the season at Auburn. And, and listen, Gators fans, I don't care what you say. I think the Gators will be probably the most improved team in the SC this year, but I still don't think they have the talent to um, play Georgia. But it's a rivalry game, so anything can happen, but I'm still picking my dogs. Uh, actually, Vegas has Georgia favorite in every single game right now. First time ever. It's amazing. But with that being said, that's that's just how I feel. That is just how I feel right now about my dogs. About my dogs. Now, as far as the rest of the SEC goes, I think Alabama's going to do what they do. Um, but there is a controversy. There's a controversy. They have uh, the Tua Jalen Hurts soccer continues even right now as we speak. And I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but Jalen Hurts doesn't seem happy. If I was Jalen Hurts, I'd play in four games because of his new SEC rule. And then uh, I still get the red shirt. And then I 
I'll graduate. I can go whatever school I got, wherever Lane Kiffin is at, and um, start two years, and, it's, and then go on from there. Now I think Auburn's gonna be okay, but they lost Carryon Johnson. Um, but that defensive line is a monster, um, and we'll see how the receivers play out. But we'll see. We'll see. Auburn, Auburn has a tough stretch. I think Clemson's going to be good. I also think, um, I know not in the SEC, I think Florida State improves from last year. I don't think and they get into a good bowl game. Now, here's what I say about the Big Ten. The Big Ten on a whole is probably one of the deepest conferences. Um, Because they have quality teams. But most of them are in the East. And they're going to beat up on each other. Somebody has to win those games. So it's going to keep them out. Um, But... I don't know. I want to say in the whole thing going on with Urban Meyer, and let me let me address the Urban Meyer situation about the domestic violence uh, that happened, that's been charges that have been filed against his um, longtime assistant. The thing is, is that the fact that he did not report it, I guess, and that's the issue. That's the main issue. He just didn't report it or go do it or report it the proper way. That is the main issue as far as what's going on with Urban Meyer. Now, um, but with that being said, you know, this is an era where an era like this whole Me Too movement, which is a good thing because it's ousting some of these horrible people that are doing horrible things to people. Like it, it makes them it's pretty much holding everybody accountable, which is the way it always should have been. And with that being said, that's the issue with Urban Meyer. That's why he didn't that's why he's getting all his back backlash and flack and why his job might be um might be just might be in jeopardy we'll see we'll see but the one thing i do want to say you know i think ohio state probably comes out of that but michigan maybe harbaugh can 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 put it all together um but we'll see we'll see and uh like i said the reason the reason why i said that um i believe that florida's going to be the most improved team in the SEC it's for a couple reasons they do get they had a lot of it was a mess in Florida last year my dogs took advantage of them and and that but and they have they get that talent back that was um that was um suspended and lost for the last season and I just think that Florida's going to be better than what a lot of people thinking I don't think you're going to see another Florida team that goes four and six I just don't see that you know, I think Tennessee is going to be improved, but there's still not enough talent there. I think Mississippi State is going to build upon last season, even with new coach uh, Joe Moorhead. I think I, I just think overall um, now it might be a dumpster fire brewing in LSU. We'll see if Ed Orgeron can get it together, but we'll see. We'll see. And my dogs go down to the Bayou, and I think they'll come out victorious. I, I, I really do believe so. So now with that being said, with that being said, I'm getting ready to wrap this podcast up. Um, here's one thing I want you guys to know, right? The one thing I want you to know, all right? Because I'm, I'm, I am, everybody knows I'm a Cowboys fan. I can't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to root for my Cowboys this year. I want them to win. And I don't think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys will win 10 games maybe, but it's this this whole anthem thing. Listen, th- this is my stance on it. As a s- veteran, as a veteran, if 
players want to protest during the national anthem as long as they're not doing it making any gestures or you know disrupting the anthem by simply if they want to take a knee let them that's what soldiers fight for for the freedom that Americans can have that's what I want you guys to know and the fact that NFL says hey you know what we're gonna you're going to stand or we're gonna find you uh I don't think so I don't think that's the, that's the way you do that I think you gotta have a you gotta go through your collective bargaining agreement and I'll be honest with you in high school when I played sports we went outside for the national anthem they played it every Friday we weren't outside we were in the locker room so with that being said like this and it's paid patriotism the, the it comes out of they, they the department of defense pays the nfl to have their teams out there during the national anthem to allow their soldiers sailors marines coast guards airmen uh to be out there with them holding this huge flag that's what they they actually it's not free it's not like the NFL said, hey, we want to show our patriotism and do this. No, they they negotiated a contract and a price to, for that. So it's not free. They don't get any more money to do it, nothing. The players don't. The NFL does, but the players don't. So what I'm saying is that if – keep them out. Keep, if you don't want the players protesting, owners, Jerry Jones, uh, Roger Goodell, if you don't want them – out there protesting, keep them in the locker room. In college, you don't see players outside doing the national anthem. You see them in the locker room. Keep them in the locker room. Play the national anthem. National anthem's over. Fold the flag up. Here's the New York Giants. Here's the Dallas Cowboys. Boom. Or whoever team coming out, they run out of the tunnel. Corn toss. Let's go. Time to play some football. That's my take on that. That is my take on that. And so with that being said, I'm going to leave you with this words of wisdom uh, that I saw um, that I got. And it says, uh, before you speak, think, is it true? Is it necessary? And does it matter before you speak? And with that being said, everybody, this is your host, Armand Rashad. And this is the Beard Always Wins podcast. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle one you should be listening to. And may the force be with you. May the eyes always be in your favor. Wakanda forever. Live long and prosper. Stay golden, pony boy. And as always, as always, the Beard Always Wins. Keep God first. Amen. See you guys later. Peace. <laughs>